Well, good morning again to everyone here this morning. Um, I also want to extend a special welcome to those of us who are viewing, or those of them, not us, right, who are viewing online. I've got to know where, what I'm doing here. Okay, welcome, welcome. Um, welcome to the kids and youth who are also here. Uh, great that you can be here this morning with us. And uh, I'm Becky. I get to work in the missions department focusing on global outreach. This morning we have this very, very special opportunity, as you have heard, to hear from the individuals who have been serving through different impact teams this year from Bell Press all over the world. Now, global outreach is not just about sending short-term teams, right? We know that. Global outreach is about much more. It is about building relationships with people and ministries as we all seek to serve God better and get closer to him through these experiences. So God is at work in us and through us throughout the world. Let's pray for this time. Pray with me. Lord, we thank you for placing the call in these individuals' lives to serve you. We praise you for the impact you have made on their hearts through the friendships made and the lessons learned. Through these stories we are about to hear, may you move in our hearts and stir up a passion for your people around the world as well. In your name we pray, amen. Birthdays, they are often filled with fun, family, friends, and here in Bellevue, a little bit of stress. My son, Brian, just turned 11 on August 17th. Typically, at this age, that means a party with a handful of friends and some activity involving big trampolines, go-karts, or a climbing wall. Did I mention lunch, cake, presents? Oh, and don't forget the goodie bags for every guest. Many of you can probably relate. This year was a little different. Instead of trampolines and climbing walls, we painted basketball courts and hauled branches to a burn pile. Instead of familiar faces, we were surrounded by new friends. Dozens of joyful children in a poor neighborhood outside Managua, Nicaragua. And the gifts, I'll get to that. Our mission trip included nine adults and nine children, ranging from the age from 6 to 11. We stayed with Kathy and Holly August at the El Solero Sports Center, which acts like a boys and girls club for kids and families in the area. One of the unique twists of our group was that all the children speak and understand Spanish. Our goals for the trip were to serve others, share a new culture with our children, and spread the love of God. In addition to helping out around the sports center facilities, we played with the kids, we sang songs, and we shared books at local schools. While we went there to give, I received more friendship, and experience more of God's love than I could imagine possible. These children are in school for three or four hours a day, and their playgrounds are dirt fields filled with garbage and rusted rebar. Yet within all of this chaos and poverty, there is a humbling kindness and desire to make friends. Back to the gifts. Early in our visit, a young teen also named Brian, visited El Solero with his father to sell pewter goods. He and my Brian became fast friends, and they hoped to see each other again that week. Sure enough, Brian came on Friday, which so happened to be my Brian's birthday, 
and a movie night was scheduled for the neighborhood families. My Brian immediately asked his new friend to come. So Brian doesn't live in the neighborhood, and he has to take a long bus ride to get there. Without missing a beat, he said, I will be there. Birthday gift number one. After dinner, the other children in our group made cards, created skits, and made a name that tune game for us all to play. Birthday gift number two. After the movie, the neighborhood families went home, but a few special friends stayed to enjoy a chocolate cake that Kathy made just for Brian. Birthday gift number three. I felt the arms of God giving us a big squeeze as we sat in the ranchone celebrating my son's birthday. Nobody seemed to miss the trampolines or the goodie bags. Sometimes the greatest gifts come in the most surprising places. I recently traveled to Guatemala with a singles uh, mission team, uh, 14 of us from Belprez. In planning our trip, we were told there's a problem of alcoholism in Guatemala especially in the surrounding villages around the Arms of Jesus School. We had been asked to help. I was beginning to see that I had something personal to share on this trip, a purpose for going. You see, I lost my wife, Carrie, to the disease of alcoholism just a few years ago. Like the people of Guatemala, I too needed healing and hope. Fast forward to July 28th, we landed in Guatemala City and made our way toward the ancient city now called Antigua. We arrived at our hotel and settled in to begin our busy week. The week in beautiful Guatemala was amazing. I experienced many gifts of God on this trip. The gift of uh, welcome and hospitality, the reception we got at the Arms of Jesus mission, hundreds of school children singing, special meals were prepared for us. The gift of God's creation, enjoying his handiwork in puffing volcanoes, nighttime lightning shows, double rainbows, sun rays fanning out from dramatic clouds, lush green hillsides, and torrential rainstorms. Yes, it rains. The gift of teamwork, we built six houses in the villages. The gift of giving, distributing food to the families and gifts to the sponsored children. The, gifts, the gift of God's protection, seeing us through every travel challenge. The gift of gratitude of the Guatemala people for the work that we did. The gift of love, children running us up to us for hugs and high fives. And finally, the gift of compassion, sharing 12-step programs of healing and hope. This is why I was called to be on this mission trip. If just one family could be helped, the positive impact would be tremendous. Some of us shared our stories of how we had been impacted by alcoholism and how there was help in programs like Al-Anon and, and AA. I was amazed that some of the women opened up and shared their stories. On the way home, I was detained by U.S. Customs in Miami. Not expected. I stressed over not making the flight home. By faith, I could choose joy and acceptance or continue in my frustration and misery. Let go and let God. I learned that long before this trip began, God had prepared a special place for me on this team. Serving others gives my life new purpose, healing, and hope. We can all benefit from the serenity prayer used in 12-step groups. If you like, you can read along with me. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen.
Living this prayer reminds me to let go and let God take care of the rest. And let the adventure begin. Thank you. Good morning again. My name is David Fortin, and this is my daughter Ellie and her friend Annie Cornet. And we all went to Bolivia this summer. We just got back a few weeks ago. A first press sent its first mission trip to Bolivia in 2008. And since then, three more teams have gone from all ages, kids, parents, grandparents. And in Bolivia, we work with an organization called Niños con Valor, which translates to children with value. I was also part of the first trip that went from First Press to Niños four years ago. But the Dave Fortin that went in 2008 is not the same Dave Fortin that went in 2012. The 2008 Dave went because his wife wanted to go. Some of us may understand that. And at the time, part of me thought, well, I've never been to Bolivia. I like adventure. Might be kind of fun. And then what really sold me was on the way home, we could stop in Peru and possibly see the ruins of Machu Picchu. So that was exciting. In the back of my mind, I thought, well, maybe it's good for the kids. And maybe when I get there, I can do something to help out. Not the greatest of intentions, but I went. And since then, a lot has happened and a lot has changed. The 2012 Dave went because I wanted to go, because I miss the kids at Ninos. I've tracked their progress over the years, watching them grow up. I know them by name. It's very personal. And high on my list this time was what I knew it could do to my two children, what it could do to my family. A perspective that a parent cannot pass on by storytelling. You can't just use words to describe. But when you experience it, you truly get it. After my first trip, my son's birthday was coming up. And of his own idea, he came in to my wife and I and said, I don't want any gifts this year for my friends. I just want them to bring money so we can send it down to Bolivia. He was only seven. My daughter puts on a garage sale every summer and sends 100% of the proceeds to Ninos. She works hard for the joy of helping. And she's become amazingly gifted at selling our family's stuff. <laughs> and I've learned to forgive the occasional items that go missing every summer. <laughs> so more perspective on Ninos. There are 35 children currently in two homes they have 16 staff, including two psychologists. They provide tutoring after school. They have dance classes, all the food for all the children and staff, school supplies, clothing, etc., etc., all for $5,000 per child per year. $5,000 keeps these kids off the street and raised in a safe, Christ-filled home. So what we are doing there may not be changing the world on a mass scale. It's a few kids in a small, remote, poor, third-world country. It will not make a difference in the big picture. That's what I thought in 2008. But that's not the perspective that Dave in 2012 has. The 2012 Dave realizes that it does make a difference. For those 35 kids, it certainly does. And what it does to my family certainly makes a difference. 
So some more perspective. I'd like Ellie and Annie to share a little bit of their stories. Hi, my name's Ellie, and this is my third time going to Bolivia. I was looking forward to seeing my new sponsor girl, Lisette. Lisette is my age, and I was new to sponsoring her as my last sponsor girl was adopted, so I never really got to know Lisette very well before. In the beginning, we were a little shy, but after a couple days, we were having so much fun together. She is amazing, smart, beautiful, and very open-hearted. I'm so excited to be emailing back and forth with her, and I cannot wait to see her and all those amazing kids, hopefully next summer. All the children are different in their own little ways. If you think about it, all these kids came in from huge, huge problems when they were so young. For some, it was abuse. There was even one family of five kids, all under the age of seven, was left alone for four days. But you never would know that when you see them, as the kids are so happy every day. They don't think about the past. They think about what is going on that day and how lucky they are. And isn't that what God wants us to do? I had to say goodbye to those kids the last day. Some of them were crying because all they want is to have their own family. And I pray that all these kids will get adopted and be happy and hopefully realize that God is always with them. Hi, I'm Annie. And this is my second short-term mission trip with Bell Press, but my first going to Bolivia. I was really looking forward to practicing my Spanish and experiencing the culture of Bolivia. My favorite part was definitely playing with the kids. As Ellie said, they were filled with so much joy in spite of the trauma they experienced. Not everyone in Bolivia is as well off as the kids at Niños. On one of the first days, we went to a, on a reality tour. We went to the other homes like Niños, where a lot of the kids they have now came from. They were much larger and felt more like institutions. After we looked at the homes, we drove about 30 minutes out of the city to get to some of the poor families in Cochabamba. We brought lunch to a family and painted a room in their home. This house had three rooms for six people five kids and their grandmother who can hardly walk. Both the parents died and two of the siblings no longer live at the house. They were so happy and thankful for all that we were doing. I never saw any of them frown, even though they were poor. The amazing thing is, is that this family is better off than most. Throughout the trip, I could really feel God working among us and with these kids. I, it's amazing how much joy God has given these kids and to many others in Cochabamba. If you would like to hear more about our trip, you can read our, about it on our blog. The link is on the church website at bellpress.org. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I've been on two impact teams to Cambodia these last couple years. Both times were with a group of young adults and other people from our church leadership. Before I went on my first trip two years ago, I was rather skeptical of how God can make a difference in such a short amount of time. I always thought in the back of my mind that these trips were just a good excuse to get away, get away under the guise of serving others. Going into my first trip, my expectations were pretty low. But I went anyway, hoping to build relationships with new people, get out of my comfort zone to do new things, and to get to know the people I'm going with. So here I was in Cambodia, not exactly sure why I was going, but was willing to just go with the flow and see what Jesus was up to. The main things we did on our trip was meet with people, have dinner with them, listen to their stories, see where they live, the missions they support, and of course, whenever possible, having as much ice cream as possible. 
As you can see from that list, there was a major emphasis on relationships. We met with people who Bell Perez have had long-standing relationships with. While we were there meeting with all these passionate people, their stories continued to amaze me. Never in my life had I seen such a complete picture of the body of Christ. One day we would meet with someone who was working to build up young Christian leaders and send them out. The next day we would meet with these people and see them living with people who had been forcibly evicted from their homes and helping them to rebuild their lives and communities. Later that same day, we'd meet with another who was risking his life to fight, to fight the injustices in his country. These are just a few of the people that we met, and they all had something in common. They were filled with passion for Jesus and knew they were fulfilling their part in the body of Christ. By the time we left, these people's stories had a huge impact on me. I saw how important it is that we build relationships with the people that we support. They are no longer just causes that we give our money to, but now we know their names, their story, and what it is they're doing. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Alex, and this summer I had the opportunity to participate in the college deputation program through First Pres. I didn't know what to expect, except that I was going to be working at the Abraham Project, located just outside San Jose, Costa Rica. The interim program has been going on for a couple years now and runs year-long. We've participated in service projects such as painting the buildings on the property, working with kids in the orphanage, and teaching English in the daycare. We also attended the church that meets on the property every Sunday morning. Oh, and did I mention we participated in fasting once a month? That's another story. I was blessed with living with three other interns in the home of a woman named Marielos, who lives near the project. Thankfully, my roommates knew Spanish and could translate between me and my host mom because I didn't know any Spanish. The five of us grew very close and were pretty much family by the end. In July, there were nine interns total who were, who were from all across the United States. One highlight of the trip was a spontaneous week-long mission trip to pretty much the middle of the jungle. On the southern coast of Costa Rica, near the Panama border, is an area called Rincon. Our mission was to finish the foundation and a roof of a church with a team from Kentucky who had started the project a year before but ran out of money. At the last minute, their church was able to fund the stage of the project. So for a week straight, we worked in 125 degree Fahrenheit sun and 100% humidity. I'm not exaggerating. I always laugh when I tell people this story and they say how horrible it must have been, when in reality it was one of the best weeks of my life. Seeing the team, the interns, and the locals from the church gathering together to build their church was breathtaking. The sense of community was greater than that I have ever experienced. We worked all day and sometimes into the night, even though it was by far the hardest physical labor I've ever done, it was one of the most encouraging weeks of the trip. So about that fasting. Part of the intern program is to fast one day at least once a month. The intern coordinators hosted two prayer meetings during the day, and this time there was an optional topic to fast for, either the kids in the children's homes or on developing your personal relationship with God. I spent the whole day in prayer, worshiped through music, and reading the Bible. And I never thought something as simple as no food for 24 hours could literally change my world. It was my first time fasting, and I only had two cups of juice and water throughout the day. It came at a perfect time as I was struggling with extreme homesickness and depression. I had a feeling something good would happen and that at least my homesickness would be gone, but little did I know this would be a huge turning point in my life. I learned how to face my battles head-on with God by my side, and I was able to overcome hardships from my past. This was the first time I truly felt God's unconditional love for me, and it was life-changing. Throughout the day, all I could feel was a warm, comforting feeling, and I knew that everything was going to be okay. I gave my fears to God, 
telling him that I couldn't do this without him, and I knew that his plan for my life would be good, whatever that may be. These past few months were the most impactful and life-changing months of my life. I grew in ways I could not even imagine and came home a different and more joyful person. Thank you. Let's join our hearts in prayer. Mighty God, as we hear these stories, it's, it's just hard to believe all that you've been doing in this past uh, month and summer and even months before that, Lord, as we think about um, Buck the dollar and where he went and what he supported. Lord, as we think about each one of these people and the teams that they represent, that you called them by name just like you call each one of us uh, to love you, to serve you, to have no excuses but to fully embrace what you want to do with our lives. So, Lord, we are so grateful that we get to be a part of sending out these teams and hearing about what happened in their lives. And, Lord, we are grateful. Um, just ask that you would continue to do your good work, that all the good works you prepared in advance for each one of us to do, that we would say yes to those. In the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.